48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. President Biden says Hong Kongers now in the US will be able to extend their stay due to Beijing's crackdown here. Two bronze medals for Hong Kong at the Olympics. And Hong Kong reaches the 50% vaccination rate for the first COVID jab. President Joe Biden says the United States will provide what he described as a safe haven for Hong Kong residents who are now on U.S. territory. So on reports. Citing compelling foreign policy reasons, Mr. Biden deferred the removal of Hong Kong residents currently in the U.S. by up to 18 months. In a memo, Mr. Biden accused Beijing of assaulting Hong Kong's autonomy, undermining its remaining democratic processes and institutions, imposing limits on academic freedom, and cracking down on freedom of the press. A senior official told the Reuters news agency that most Hong Kongers there should be eligible, though there may be some legal conditions covering criminals. The Department of Homeland Security said those eligible can seek employment. There's been further celebration for Hong Kong at the Tokyo Olympics this evening, with Grace Lau securing the SCR's second bronze medal of the day. She beat Turkey's Dilara Bozan to get onto the podium in the women's kata karate. Earlier, the women's table tennis team of Du Hoi Kem, Li Ho Ching and Minnie Su defeated a heavily favoured German trio 3-1 in the bronze medal playoff. Du's parents were at the Olympian City Mall to cheer on their daughter as part of a crowd of hundreds of fans. Proud father Oscar Du spoke to RTHK's Jimmy Choi. This victory is really something out of my expectation because uh, all of the people think German team is much stronger than Hong Kong team. This is true. But under this uh, weak situation, Hong Kong team overcome and got the medal. I think this is really wonderful and unimaginable. Are you proud of your daughter? Sure. So proud of my daughter. Hong Kong's top cyclist Sarah Lee has failed to live up to expectations in the women's carrying, losing in the semi-finals. She ranked eighth overall. Sports Federation and Olympic Committee of Hong Kong Vice President Kenneth Fox says he's looking forward to her next action tomorrow in the sprint. If you're number eight in the world, you're already very good. But of course we had expectations because uh, Sarah has been training so hard. And according to his coach, I mean, both mentally and physically, he, she is uh, completely ready. And uh, unfortunately today she was not able to secure a medal. But I think um, in the next sprint, uh, she definitely has a, a very big advantage because of her power and also her experience in competition. The government says Hong Kong has reached a 50% inoculation rate for the first COVID jab. Civil Service Secretary Patrick Nip, who is responsible for the vaccination drive, said more than 3.4 million people had got their first dose. On his Facebook page, he said that a 70% vaccination rate was now the basic goal. But he also said he hoped 90 or even 100% of the eligible population would get inoculated so restrictions can be relaxed. Singer Anthony Wong and former pro-democracy lawmaker Aung Hin have each been bound over for 18 months in the sum of $2,000 for corruption charges in connection to the Legico by-election in 2018. Aung Wong reports. The ICAC charged the pair earlier this week over a rally which took place shortly before the 2018 polls. Anthony Wong sang two songs at the rally organized by Ao Nok Hin, who later won the election for a Hong Kong island seat in the legislature. 
At the Eastern Magistrates Court, defense lawyers called for the case to be settled by way of bind over orders, saying the Cantal pop star had played a passive role and wasn't paid for his performance. The prosecutors subsequently agreed to offer no evidence against the duo, saying they had taken into account the overall circumstances of the case, the relatively lesser criminalities of the defendants, backgrounds of the defendants, and their attitudes towards the charge. In a statement, the anti-graft watchdog stressed that providing others with refreshments and entertainment at an election is a corrupt conduct and a serious offence. Al is currently in prison on protest-related charges and is also one of the 47 pro-democracy figures charged under the national security law over Lechko primary post held last year. Last week, the ICAC charged Occupy Movement co-founder Benny Tai and two others over efforts placed in newspapers before the 2016 Lechko elections. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past eleven. The High Court has granted bail to activist and barrister Chow Hang Tong, the vice chairwoman of the Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements in China. Jimmy Choi reports. Ms Chow is charged with inciting others to join an unauthorised rally on June the 4th. She was detained on suspicion of publicising the rally and was later granted bail. She was then taken into custody by the police in late June and denied bail by West Kowloon Court. After hearing arguments from the defence and prosecution, Justice Judiana Barnes decided to free the activist on bail of $100,000, but she needs to report to the police regularly and cannot leave Hong Kong. The activist has pleaded not guilty. Her trial is set for October the 5th and is expected to last two days. Law lecturer Eric Cheung says he's resigned as a member of the University of Hong Kong's Governing Council after the body banned from campus all students who attended a recent controversial students' union meeting. Francis Sitt reports. Students who attended a meeting July the 7th are to be banned from the HKU campus as well as from using its services and facilities. The HKU Council said there were serious legal and reputational risks to the university after the Students' Union passed a motion saying it appreciated the sacrifice of a man who stabbed himself shortly after knifing a police officer. But speaking on the radio show, Mr. Jan said he couldn't see what these legal risks would be, especially being as the university had already distanced itself from the students, none of whom have been arrested, let alone charged with an offence. They haven't been prosecuted. So under our system, there should be a presumption of innocence. In the past, even if someone on campus is involved in crime, it's just a personal matter. I can't see what serious legal risk there would be for the school. The legal scholar didn't attend the HKU council meeting and didn't see their discussion papers. He said he only learned about the ban after seeing media reports. He expressed sadness that the students have been stripped of their rights to be students. Indeed, the students had erred, but they have quickly made an apology. I feel very sad when a university doesn't nurture students and help them correct their mistakes, but instead forwarded the issue to the university council for some reason and made this decision. The scholar also noted the decision has ignored established disciplinary procedures where the students can argue their case. He said the university has the contractual obligation to provide basic services to let the students study and use related facilities so long as they are still their students. 
On July the 16th, more than a dozen national security police officers raided the students' union office, three days after Chief Executive Carrie Lam called for action against student leaders at the institution. Chinese university researchers say they've developed a method of detecting early-stage autism by testing children's stools for different kinds of bacteria. They say their test can predict autism with a sensitivity of at least 80%. Professor Xu Ong from the University's Centre for Gut Microbiota Research said parents often face a long wait for clinical diagnosis of autism and the new test could help. We believe if there is a non-invasive test like a stool test just based on our innovation of five combination of bacteria that can be easily done at home, it could complement current sort of diagnostic pathway whereby the children with suspected cases could have the stool test being done and if there are any suspicion or high-risk features, then a physician or a psychiatrist will be able to see the children a bit quicker and come up with a diagnosis. Health officials have confirmed the first local case of COVID-19 in more than a month, though they say the man was probably infected some time ago. The patient, a 43-year-old construction worker from Samsoy Po, had tested weekly positive and tested negative in hospital. He was positive for antibodies. There were also five imported cases from Ireland, Cambodia, the United States, Thailand and Russia. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Hopak Leung has joined calls for health authorities to further tighten entry and quarantine requirements for residents returning from the mainland in light of a worsening COVID-19 situation across the border. The government adjusted the return to HK scheme yesterday, suspending quarantine exemptions for residents returning from anywhere on the mainland, bar Guangdong. Francis Sit report. Speaking on an RTHK radio program, Dr Ho Pak Leung called the decision appropriate, but said officials can do more by asking people to observe their 14-day quarantine in hotels instead of at home. We often saw that some people under home quarantine wouldn't follow the government's requirements and would head out for meals and shopping. I think the returnees should observe quarantine at hotels instead of at home, and I believe the number of people involved shouldn't be too much. The leading microbiologist also said returnees should be required to show a negative test result from the past 24 or 48 hours, instead of 72 hours as required now. Under the threat of the Delta variant, the requirement of 72 hours is outdated. Macau and Zhuhai have tightened the requirements to 12 hours, and most mainland provinces now require a test result within the past 24 hours, with some asking for results from the past 48 hours. I think we should tighten our requirement too. 24 hours is the best, but if we can't achieve that, we should set the requirement at 48 hours. The expert also said the SAR government should enhance communication with mainland authorities and keep up with updated requirements. The mainland has reported 85 new COVID-19 infections, down from 96 a day earlier. The National Health Commission says 62 of the infections were locally transmitted, with the bulk of the cases coming from Jiangsu province. Thousands of Macau residents have queued up to get checked for COVID on the second day of a mandatory territory-wide testing programme. Violet Wong reports. Queues ranging from dozens to around 2,500 people formed outside 41 testing stations in the morning. An elderly woman at Macau Forum says she was happy the whole process just took her only half an hour. It's better than yesterday. I went to Puqing School yesterday but didn't dare to line up. I would have needed to wait for at least four hours, she said. Meanwhile, Mr. Ms. Zheng says she got tested on Wednesday 
but hadn't received her result yet. She says she was worried she wouldn't be able to go back to Guangzhou as planned if it took longer than 12 hours for the result to come back. We checked out this morning but couldn't go across the border because there aren't any test result records, she said. A public administration scholar at the University of Macau, LOU, said it is a challenge for Macau to test all 680,000 residents in three days, especially when both the authorities and the people have let their guard down a bit following a long period of zero infections. Macau officials ordered the test after a family of four were confirmed to have the more infectious Delta variant of the coronavirus. Government says it will provide almost $380 million in subsidies in its latest attempt to keep the ailing tourist industry afloat. Package includes handouts of $75,000 for travel agency staff, tour guides and escorts, as well as subsidies for at least $50,000 to travel agencies. There's also cash for providers of cross-boundary transport. The chairman of the Hong Kong Association of Travel Agents, Freddie Yip, says it's not enough. I don't think under this situation the border will be open shortly and I think it will be a really, really, really painful to last to continue to keep the company running as every month the owner of the travel agency or the coach companies they need to pay a lot of expenses. The subsidy given we welcome and we are happy to have that but actually it's not enough. China's top planning authority has allowed shuttered coal mines to restart production as the country works to meet surging power demand, Violet Wong reports. In a statement, the National Development and Reform Commission said 15 mines in the country's north had restarted operations. Last week, authorities announced the restart of another 38, bringing the total number to 53. The combined annual production capacity of these mines exceeds 110 million tonnes. The resumption of operations comes as China seeks to temper rising prices for thermal coal, which hit a record in May. Last December, tens of millions faced power shortages during sub-zero winter temperatures, and three provinces had to impose curbs. Reminder of our top stories tonight, President Biden says Hong Kongers, now in the US, will be able to extend their stay due to Beijing's crackdown here. Two bronze medals for Hong Kong at the Olympics. Hong Kong reaches the 50% vaccination rate for the first COVID jab. Now the weather, it will be cloudy with occasional showers and squally thunderstorms. Showers will be heavy at times. Temperatures will range between 26 and 29 degrees. Moderate to fresh southwesterly winds, occasionally strong offshore and on high ground. There will be swells. The outlook, there will be occasional showers and squally thunderstorms on Saturday. Sunny periods and a few showers on Sunday. Temperatures currently 28 degrees, the humidity is 94% and the thunderstorm warning is in force. That's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Peter King on RTHK Radio 3 Now Denny or Afferty's motor car is the greatest, I declare. It's made up of bits and pieces that he picked up here and there. The engine must be ages old, but it's still got lots of power. With a gallon of stout and a petrol tank, it does 90 miles an hour. Oh, what a wonderful motor car is the greatest ever seen. It used to be black as me father's hat, now it's 40 shades of green. On TV and the radio and in every public bar. The burning question of the day is Rafferty's motor car. Uh, uh. 
Now two of the wheels are triangular and the third one's off the pram. The fourth is the last remaining wheel from off the Dublin tram. The number plates in Gaelic and the plugs won't even spark. And the chassis came off of a tinker's car that collapsed in Phoenix Park. Now go for a ride in the motor car and you'll end up with the shakes. The road from Cork to Dublin is a veil of pains and aches. When traffic lights turn red ahead, you'd best jump out the door. For the moment that Denny treads on the brakes, his foot will go through the floor. Oh, what a wonderful motor car is the greatest ever seen. It used to be black as me father's hat, now it's 40 shades of green. On TV and the radio and in every public bar, the burning question of the day is Rafferty's motor car. Now if you could see the upholstery, your eyes would start to pop. It's nothing but empty beer crates with the load of sacks on top. The windscreen's gone to Lord knows where, and there's mud balls in the horn. And I reckon he'd only get half a quid if he took it to the pawn. Now Denny was driving around last week when the engine did the splits. It went up in smoke and nearly blew O'Connell Street in bits. They searched around for Denny and found he landed up by heck. Away up on top of the GPO with his elfie sound his neck. Oh, what a wonderful motor car is the greatest ever seen. It used to be black as me father's hat, now it's 40 shades of green. On TV and the radio and in every public bar. The burning question of the day is Rafferty's motor. <laughs> Val Doonican, he was an Irish comedian with one of his songs from the charts, so Rafferty's Motorcar. He also had Delaney's Donkey and a great version of Elusive Butterfly as well. How are you doing this Thursday? Peter King with your course through until 1am. Thanks for the requests in so far. Radio Pete at Gmail. <laughs> 